0: Hi, everyone. I am Val Cameron, and this is...
1: Tyler! What's going on, guys?
0: Tyler, this is our first episode for the Multiplane Podcast, and we are so excited that our technology finally got us here. I gotta say... (sighs) This was difficult. I don't know if everyone else is having such a hard time during um, these weeks of everybody working at home, everybody trying to Skype, everybody trying to Zencast, but I feel like we've had like the worst luck ever.
1: Yeah, our technology legit hates us.
0: (laughs) But we're here now, so we're going to get our first... uh, episode off and uh, we're going to talk all about us today so that you can learn more about us, our backgrounds, how much we love Disney, um, how much we love movies. We're going to talk a little bit about Disney's Onward and about the history of where Disney is going to be going in the future with all of the movies, what's going to be in theaters, what's going to go straight to uh, streaming. It's a crazy world out there right now, my friend.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's when they started canceling the releases for some of their new films that were coming out i was kind of gutted that's especially for the new move on
0: i know there is nothing would make me more happy right now um, um. Than to be able to go to a movie theater and I was cursing it this last winter I was like how many screenings do I have to go to in a week I think you probably remember I'm like I'm on my 15th screening this week it's crazy I'm done and now I just want to go to one movie in a theater sit down have some popcorn Ugh.
1: I think it's a good chance for the drive-in movie theater to make its revival
0: Well, it is. So did you hear that there are a few drive-in movie theaters um, popping up around Utah for limited screenings for a limited amount of cars that go in, and you can actually go in, see a movie, um, and then as long as you stay in your car, you can order um, concessions from some of them, and they'll bring it, like, put it on a tray, push it over to you to remain, like, the six feet. Um, But there are a few that are actually doing that.
1: That's, I know that we have one in Pleasant Grove... That's typically a dollar theater But yeah, they've put up a screen They're trying to still keep their employees up to speed They're still trying to bring out content So I'm really grateful for that And I'm really just wanting the uh, Drive-in on the Redwood Theater To open up Because that's my absolute favorite
0: Thank you for t- tuning into the first episode of Multiplane Podcast. Multiplane Podcast is all things Disney. So, we're going to go heavy on the movies, heavy on the TV shows. We're going to get into some music. We're going to get into park stuff, but really, really a lot about movies and TV shows. And we're not going to be, it's not going to be pretty and cute all the time. We have opinions, man. Like we both drink the Disney Kool-Aid, but it doesn't mean that we think they're all winners. We don't always agree on everything. So um, we have opinions. We want to hear your opinions. You can find us. Multiplane podcast we're on facebook instagram twitter we have a website a youtube page and we are happily a part of the stolen droids family so if you're familiar with the stolen droids podcast that's been around forever and then my sister podcast the movies that make us podcast we're a part of that family we're so excited um to finally be up and running now tyler How did you even get into being a Disney fan, a movie lover? Tell everybody about you. So
1: honestly, I became a movie lover at a really young age. And I have respect for Warner Brothers, for DreamWorks, all these other different film companies. But the early one that got me was Disney. And that's partially, I want to say, because I grew up when all the Good, I guess, so-called classic Disney films were coming out. So as I was growing up, we had The Lion King, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Pocahontas, Mulan, Atlantis, Lost Empire, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. All these just pretty much gold mine of films that were coming out as I was a kid. And so that's what got me hooked was all these amazing films that were just kept filtering in.
0: Do you remember your first Disney movie that you have ever seen? Oh,
1: hands down. I think the one that I was just constant on replay that I made my parents sick of was Lion King.
0: Ah, okay.
1: That was, I could watch it every day, multiple times, had the toys, had the merch. That's everything Lion King. So that was definitely my first big one.
0: You can tell when um, you're all grown up because you don't call the Disney stuff toys anymore. You say merch. Out of all the merchandise, <laughs> because I'm yeah. a kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult now. Okay, I have merch, not toys.
0: We are not adults. <laughs> We're not even going to pretend. We're older okay. than we yeah. used to be, I'm... but we are such nerds and such kids. You and I have action figures, toys. We love all of the superhero movies all the Disney animated films. Um, And I got to say, probably the best thing that could have happened right before all of this crazy nonsense is the fact that Disney plus happened. Like they couldn't have planned it any better because I think if I didn't have Disney plus right now, I would be going out of my mind.
1: Oh, that's me. My three-year-old, we lock ourselves in a room and just, we binge watch for forever.
0: I think the first Disney movie that I remember seeing, because we did have the Disney channel when I was younger. Um, but I think Pinocchio was the first Disney animated movie I remember seeing. Um, I think we rented it. Um, and that's my parents started with the classics, So it was like Pinocchio and Snow White. And then of course, of course like nonstop Disney channel all the time. Like this is when like Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were on <laughs> the Disney channel. Um, but also like the silly symphonies. I love the silly symphonies. And if you have never seen those, you can watch them now either on YouTube or some on Disney Plus.
1: That's what I was going to say the Silly Symphonies and then another I guess Disney Channel one that was popular when I was a kid was the Disney Sing Along. So basically where they had the opener where the owl came in the classroom, yeah.
0: Oh yeah our parents hated us
1: exactly yeah let's turn on disney sing-along and then i (laughs) guess the parents would just have to endure the (laughs) hours of their kids screaming different lyrics but yeah no good stuff
0: So I have to admit um, that, yes, I loved growing up to Disney, but when I got into like my junior high and high school years, I was a total Warner Brothers fan. I thought that I was too old and too cool for Disney. I even worked at the Warner Brothers store in the mall, because everybody knows that there's Disney stores, and there's now two in Utah. Um, But there used to be a Warner Brothers store um, in Fashion Place Mall. It was huge and i used to work there and i was all about the scooby doo and the catwoman and all the movies that came out i remember message in a bottle came out the year that i worked there and that soundtrack played over and over and over <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of years later i got married um And my mother in law, she is like a Disney freak. And I had a little girl and I started working for Disney. So, um, like that, just it was like, okay, well, Disney's cool. Of course, I want to work for Disney. This is awesome. But the first year I worked for Disney, I really thought that I knew more than they did. I'm like, no, 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 this is how we should do it. seriously i'm like a 24 year old person like hold on a minute disney let me tell you how this is going to go but luckily um within the next year of working there um I I fell in line. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn something from the biggest company in the world. Um, And I ended up working there for eight-plus years. I still have a really good relationship with Disney. Um, I do a lot of giveaways with them because I work on the radio station on B98.7. So film critic there, worked for Disney. Um, Being able to have that Silver Pass, man, I got to tell you, like, with the Silver Pass, I could go in to any Disneyland Park, any Disney park with three people any day and just be like, hey, we're gonna Aww. come hang out. like all right when then when they shut down all of the radio Disney's um, because they're they're based in Burbank and they're like, okay, all the satellite um, stations are gone, um, I had to give that silver pass back and I just like it still hurts a little bit. I would have cried. <laughs> yeah, I would have cried inside. Still, well not even inside. I would
1: have went in a corner and cried. <laughs>
0: But it was like the best job I've ever had, the best company I've ever worked for. Um, they really do want you um, as a cast member, that's what they call us, to give your input, your feedback. I got trained like at the best training in the world for branding, um, events, and uh, merchandise. And just, it was fantastic. So I totally drink. I still love all the other movie places, um, but Disney is my heart. It's where it's at. I drink the Kool-Aid all day long. Fight me. I dare you. Like, that's, that's where I'm at.
1: Well, see, and that's where you said that you left the Disney scene for a little bit because you thought you were getting older and a little too cool for it. I've never grown out of it That's since I was a little kid till now. That's yeah. I'm actually really fortunate that I married someone who will still say, hey, let's go watch this cartoon you know, <laughs> that was released for kids, but, oh, let's go to the early preview showing for it just because we want to see it. So,
0: right. no, I'm totally... Yeah, I would be like oh I'm totally Hardcore but then you know of course (laughs) When the cartoon came out For our Friday night movies at my House when my friends didn't see me I was totally a little girl again so um, Yeah Disney has been a Constant in my life but it was amazing having my Child grow up With me working for Disney at the same time Because she went to work with me all the time So when Phineas and Ferb was big and um, High School Musical was A big deal and all of these um, You know big marketing movies that Disney did when Mike cuz my daughter's 18 now and I started working there when she was like 4 or 5 years old So that eight to nine years of her life was just Disney magic for us together. Just sharing that with her was amazing. And so she is totally like me. We are Disney fanatics. We spent this last weekend at my boyfriend's house who puts up with our Disney-ness, but we sat him down and we were all sitting on the couch. So there's all three of us on this couch, all three of our dogs, and we made him watch all of the Pixar shorts. And we're all just laughing. And having a good time, and he thought they were fantastic. Because those did those Pixar shorts are magical. You know, like they're they and there's are. some that are a little odd, but still um, totally love them. So that's kind of my background in film. I am a film critic. I went to USC film school for a little while. Um uh but I just movies are definitely that is the language that I speak. Um, and so I, if you can if you don't think I'm if you think I'm busy, I'm probably watching movies like I'm probably on my couch watching. I'm probably not out doing anything productive. I'm watching movies.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I had a moment like that this weekend, too. So one of my all time favorite movies from Disney is Treasure Planet. Nice. Nice. My wife has always kind of dogged on it, and I'm like, "How could you not love this movie?" And so I I wanted. Okay, okay, we're gonna get into it because I know you. That sets it off right there. I'll just say this: I love Treasure Planet, and I wanted my three-year-old to kind of experience it. And so, my three-year-olds had this really interesting, I guess, consumption of Disney media. So okay. she's starting to like a lot of the things that I really enjoy that my wife would otherwise be like, eh, I'm not a fan. So I was like, no, we're going to sit down. We're going to watch Treasure Planet and you're going to enjoy it. And by the end like of the movie,
0: you're going to like it.
1: <laughs> so by the end of the movie, right after the scene where the portal explodes, they're back at the spaceport. My daughter literally gets up and turns around and it's not even the end yet. And she's like, dad that was an amazing movie and by the end of it my wife kind of turns to me and she's like why have I never why have I never liked this and it was totally 360 to where I'm like yeah see you've been dogging it all these years now it's
0: I think it's totally the experience like when you experience something through your kids it's it makes it totally different for you I think hands down yeah And you've been been in film um, for a while. You have a little bit of a different background than I do.
1: Yeah, so I actually, I'm a certified special effects makeup artist. Um, The way that that kind of came about is I started with drawing at a really young age. And I loved, again, Disney animation pulled me in. And there was just one year where I said, okay, every sketchbook, painting, Every form of media that I'm going to do is going to be Disney. Because I really, really want to kind of hone in on those skills and get that down. So I went in through drawing all this stuff, but then I started noticing some of the live action films and the characters that are portrayed on there. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to take what's on my drawings and start applying that to an actual person. So some of the other live action Disney films that... I started picking up those things that I really enjoyed, like um, Chronicles of Narnia was at least the three films that they did. Some of the makeup work on those were, in my opinion, spectacular, especially during the final war in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. A lot of those characters were just the detail and time that they had to take to make those just... It still gets me all goosebumps, you can tell. But (laughs) anyways... (laughs) that's well, another no, thing that
0: don't put chronicles of narnia in the disney family because they were actually a part of a subfamily of disney but it still is they're still considered disney movies so oh, it's totally disney yeah um but those were the and... that, yeah those were the years where disney had a couple of other companies as well um that they were producing films but i remember when chronicles of narnia came out and i'm like this is a totally different game plan like this is you know like drop the mic disney this is awesome
1: yeah and then look at the characters that you had from pirates of the caribbean that come in a lot of them were cgi but still a lot of them had practical effects look at bootstrap bill all that makeup Yep. Yeah. Okay. Representing right there. That's the makeup got, from those movies.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I think we I just, all got chills when in the first Pirates movie, when they go from being skeletons underwater to walking up out of the water, and you know, yes. at students, we were like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and I wanted to like rewind it in the theater. I think I saw that movie in the theater, the original Pirates, at least five or six times. Because I, I think was just it, blown away.
1: I think I've seen it three times when it was in theaters originally. Yeah. So that's Curse of the Black Pearl was just insane. And as yeah. soon as they decided they were going to turn it into a longer storyline, I'm like, okay, I can jump on board with this. This is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I. There are a few. I mean, there are five total, but I feel like there's really only three.
1: <laughs> okay, see? And that's or I'll disagree with you. Stranger Tides, Blackbeard is my jam. Like, that dude, uh, such a good villain. My
0: my daughter and I, we were watching the original the other day, and she was telling me how much she loved Blackbeard, um, and she thinks that he is a way better pirate than most of the pirates in those. And I said, I totally agree. That movie isn't my favorite, but the characters in that movie... um, i think are fantastic it's not my favorite storyline how everything comes together um but there are definitely i wish i could take parts from that one and the fifth movie and kind of edit it down and up. make both one movie um but yeah i just i feel like there's strong por- points of both i definitely think four is a, is a stronger movie than five but yeah so i just definitely. i mean i love pirates in general, but and Pirates is our favorite ride at the park. Um, well, second favorite ride. My big Thunder Mountain Railroad is always number one for me. And then Pirates, my daughter, can ride over and over. But what they did with that franchise is was just amazing. The, all of the points that they put from the park to the movies to the merchandise. I mean, branding, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, that's it was amazing what they took from just that concept of the ride. For sure, I'm still waiting for my moment with Haunted Mansion because that's that's my go-to.
0: <laughs> I'm still nice. waiting for
1: my Quentin Tarantino Haunted Mansion. So <laughs>
0: I might I so I'm not a big huge fan of Quentin Tarantino. Um, I, I respect the man, but I don't care for all of his movies. But that would actually be. Really, really amazing. I hope that actually happens. Um, I, you know, our favorite one of our favorite, and my daughter can recite this movie forward and backwards is The Nightmare Before Christmas. And when they brought that into The Haunted Mansion, um, it, it just blew me away. I mean, the original Haunted Mansion is great, um, but when they brought in Nightmare Before Christmas, Holiday I take over. Yeah, I just was, it's our favorite time of year to go when that's up. Um, and she can recite that movie and all the music, and it's yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but I would have to, it's really hard to pick like a favorite Disney movie. I have different categories, and as we get along and more episodes, we'll find out more of what our favorite animated movies are, what our favorite, you know, shorts are, television um, shows, and um, live action. I don't think that everything needs to be live action, by the way. No, it really. Um, I also don't like the fact that they're editing um, old movies now that they're on Disney Plus with everything that's going on because there's a lot of kids at home. Did you hear that they have edited Lilo and Stitch?
1: I've seen the article, but I haven't read it yet. It's something yeah, so, I'm going to probably so do today. Happened,
0: and I put this on our Facebook page so you can go. Please go tell us what you think um, is they have edited the scene from Lilo and Stitch where um, Lilo and her sister are running around the house and she's trying to hide from her sister and she gets in the washing machine they have changed the washing machine to a cupboard because they don't want to encourage kids to get in washing machines well my generation when this movie came out and my daughter's generation we didn't get in washing machines so they edit it i just i think that i i understand what they're doing Well, no, I mean, there's not a lot of, not everyone has common sense. We got to go. There's warning labels on things because people have done things. (laughs) But this is the thing is, yeah, I think on the other hand, they're also kind of dumbing us down. You know what I mean? Like, it's been this way for how long? Like, how old is Lilo and Stitch? And now they're editing it? Like, I just, I don't. I don't like it. I know a couple people have commented on it already. 2002 is when Lilo and Stitch came out. And a lot of people have already commented that they should have left it. I agree. I don't agree with going back and editing things. You made the movie stand by it. Um, most of us are pretty smart and we understand. Um, but I also, on the other hand, understand because I worked from the Disney side, a lot of people are really sue happy. And when bad things happen, they look to blame someone else. And the Walt Disney Company gets sued a lot. There was so much red tape when I worked at Disney on what we could, could not do, how we could say things, what we could do on site with our events. um, You know, all this stuff. We couldn't point at kids to say, hey, you come over here and play. We had to use two fingers. We couldn't because pointing with one is rude but saying hey come over here like a flight attendant
1: <laughs> like, so i get this it. way
0: this way <laughs> but so i get it um but i don't agree with it so we want to know go to our facebook page um, and let us know uh also let's talk about onward for a minute onward is the newest disney pixar movie that came out it was only in theaters for a couple of was it a week and a half before theater shut yeah. down or two weeks? And now and then it went, um, they decided as everything was going on in theater started shutting down, they decided to put it on streaming. So last week it was on streaming for a week and now it's on Disney Plus. So if you have Disney Plus, you can watch it for free. And I got to tell you, when I originally told you my opinion about Onward, it has changed since I watched it again. Okay. It hasn't, it's not so, an A plus from me, but it has changed. So let's talk about Onward really quick.
1: So, first off, my three year old, that she was really excited when it came on. It came out on the third. Today is the sixth, I think, that we're recording. Yeah. She has watched it seven times.
0: Wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, like,
1: it's, it's a new Pixar hit for her. Like,. As soon as I'm walking in the door, she's like, Dad, let's turn on the blue guys.
0: <laughs> the blue guys? But,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's referred to as the blue guys. Um, this one for me, it didn't knock out any of my top tier Pixar films, but I think it still held its ground. Okay. Um, I like the overall message of it. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Kind of the theme of there's still magic in the world. You just have to find it.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that's a spoiler because if you go to IMDB and you kind of read, you know what the movie is about, it's about, um, it's uh, set in a suburbia fantasy world, two teenager elf brothers, Ian and Barley Lightfoot, go on a journey to discover if there is still a little magic left out there in order to spend one last day with their father who died when they were too young to remember him. So They basically live in a world where it's it's like our world. It's suburbia. We've gotten just kind of taken over with nothing's magical. We're all really busy, moving fast. We've got lives, right? But they have lives where unicorns are eating out of trash cans, and they don't think that's magical. I think that's pretty magical. So that's what's really funny. And what I originally, when I first watched the film, um, I went and screened it. So I was sitting in a room with, you know, just... um, a bunch of critics and some guests and uh I went by myself so I was just sitting with another critic and it took me about 30 minutes to get into the film and I have to say I'm still like the first 30 minutes are still not as engaging as most Pixar movies um because usually it just it stuns you right off the bat um my 18 year old daughter was also really bored by this film um but the last 30 minutes of the film for me was really magical and I cried like all the other Pixar movies. I always like clock myself in like when do the tears start? <laughs> and for me they start about 30 minutes to the end. But watching it again and from you know with a different perspective and with someone else um I really enjoyed it a little bit more. I do think like you said with your daughter and your wife um is It really depends on who you see a film with, because you could go see a fantastic movie, but you're seeing it with the wrong people or you're not seeing it with anyone. And so you don't have that same, you know, um, feeling. And I think Disney, whether it's the parks, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a movie, I think it's definitely um, more than one person experience.
1: Yeah. Seeing that's... I'll agree to disagree on that a little bit. So some movies I go into by myself, knowing, K. Okay, I'm going to this film for me. I'm going to enjoy it. I didn't bring someone on purpose because I know they might hinder my experience with it. But I want to go back to where you said the first 30 minutes kind of didn't bring you in. Do you feel that because of the short that was included with it before the movie?
0: Well, because originally I didn't... Um, When they screened it for us as critics, they didn't show us the short. So I didn't see the short in theaters. I actually found out about the short a few weeks ago and went to YouTube and watched it. So um, I think that would have actually disjointed me even more than I already was when I saw it because if you didn't know the short that they have that goes along with Onward is actually a Simpson short with Maggie Simpson um, because they're trying to show that now um, the Simpsons all of the Fox uh, stuff belongs to Disney now So I get it. It makes sense. They want to start saying, okay, Disney, Simpsons, Disney, Simpsons. But for me, um, I think that would have been a little weird. But I can't tell you if it would have been for sure because I didn't get to see that in the theater before.
1: And I'll say that. For me personally, watching a short with Maggie, kind of like a Gone with the Wind scenario, (laughs) (laughs) it it wasn't doing it for me because they did play it during my screening and that's... It didn't set the mood like other Pixar shorts kind of pull up your emotion and your attention and then send you into the main movie. It didn't do it for me.
0: Yeah, what was your favorite part about Onward?
1: Um, one of the one of the things I love the unicorns. I love how they're eating out of trash cans and they're hissing at you as soon yeah, as you see them. It's hilarious. <laughs> they're like
0: raccoons.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. Like unicorns have been made out to be these majestic, just beautiful creatures but then in onward oh let's make them look like a bunch of raccoons and rats eating out of trash but uh yeah yeah also barley yeah.
0: barley you know he's growing on me so i I'm not a huge fan of Chris Pratt and I know all the hate mail is going to come in. I don't hate Chris Pratt. He's just not my favorite. And he's been in a lot of things lately. And I was super excited about my little Spidey um, Tom Holland. (laughs) But I feel like Chris Pratt overshadowed Tom Holland in this movie. Um, And he really does make his character really lovable. And I'm not saying Tom Holland did a bad job. I just, you know, when I first saw the film, I really did think, okay, anybody could have played these characters. Characters, um, Ian Lightfoot and Barley Lightfoot. But then when I watched it again, I really think that Barley stands out. Ian is the quieter character, which is, you know, kind of goes along with Tom Holland and the characters that he's played in the past. And Chris Pratt usually plays you know, the outspoken, crazy guy, so that kind of goes with him. But my favorite characters were the mom, Laurel Lightfoot, and the Manticore. I love those two together. I thought they were fantastic. Um, but I also loved all the little pixies. I want them to do a pixie short so bad because I want to know what, now that those pixies, and spoiler alert, now that those pixies have their magic back, I want to know what shenanigans are happening with those pixies.
1: Right. And so that was probably one of my favorite scenes is the gas station scene. Um, But again... (laughs) what made them get their magic back? Uh, how about Barley trying to tell them, hey, you can still fly, you just gotta do it. Like, your ancestors just got lazy.
0: Yeah. Hey, did you guys and know that a- you had wings and they were?
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's the, that's the entire thing with this film. It's like everyone else is kind of you know, with this idea that, oh, magic isn't a need or it's not something that we can use. But Barley is the dude in this film that's like, no, there's magic and we can still have it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he's an advocate I- for like... Yeah, I totally agree. He, I mean, if you are into Dungeons and Dragons, if you are into, you know, any of the kind of role-playing board games, this is the show for you. And I'm not really into that stuff. My boyfriend really is. I don't hate it. I understand it. But there is a lot, I was like, okay, like my friends that play are going to love this and this and this. And because they really bring all of those characters and those role playing to life. And he is out of high school and he still has this amazing dorky van that I love that I feel like is its own side character. I feel like this summer we're going to see so many of those vans.
1: I was about to say, let's not discredit Guinevere. Okay. <laughs> Cause right now I want to go pick up an old VW van, paint it purple And then just have a unicorn Splashed right on the side of it (laughs) And then I want to tape I want to tape over The drive and write the little O And say on, put an O for onward
0: (laughs) I love it Alright, when you do that, I want to see pictures I want to see pictures Definitely I do think that um, the movie was one too many things for me. Um, you know, is it? it's a buddy movie. It's a road trip movie. It's a, you know, I need to find my dad movie. It's a fantasy movie. Like, it is a lot of different things. And I wish that they would have given me a little more fantasy for this fantasy movie like all the characters were there um, but I think if they would have played a little more with the fact that this fantasy world doesn't have magic anymore and then here it is coming back like they wait until the very end of the film to kind of give you that magic back and I was like oh yes 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 and then the movie's over and I was like I
1: want more well then let's talk about the very end scene where he's back at school who is this kid who has the nerve to sit and say oh well is that what you used to destroy the school was magic it's like come on dude you just (laughs) witness this kid has a magic staff and he can perform magic and you're gonna sit and bug him about destroying something and just the attitude the question was in That was something at the end that i'm like come on man like you said we have magic will you just accept it and like be happy that something cool came out of this
0: yeah, I, yeah, there was a few, it didn't, not everything worked for me. It's not my favorite Pixar movie, but it's definitely not my least favorite Pixar movie. I definitely think, um, that it's going to grow on me a little bit more, but it's not going to be for me like a go-to movie. Um, you know, like WALL-E for me is a go-to movie. UP for me is a go-to movie. This is going to be like, maybe like a once a year watch for me
1: yeah it's definitely better for me at least i was kind of worried that i was going to go in and it was going to be like an inside out
0: oh see i loved
1: inside out uh, but i think
0: but i think inside out i think inside out was made for me because i went and saw it as my teenage daughter was going through puberty and Ah. i just looked at as this movie's happening i look over at her and i'm like this is this pay attention because and so we kind of had this moment whereas you you know kind of feel like you feel like this character a lot and i think you know i don't think that i think if a movie is good then it's good for everyone but i do think there are certain movies that obviously have certain audiences that's You know, marketing and branding. There has certain audiences, but there are some that hold true to anyone. But I mean, I loved Inside Out for sure. I definitely, that was something very new that I'd never seen before. It was a new concept. um, And I just, I thought it was very well made. But again, now that I've seen it um, a couple of times, I don't necessarily need to see it again and again. Whereas Up, I can watch... Over and over. Hey, do you want to watch Up? Okay. Hey, do you want to watch Hercules? All right. You know, like there are certain movies, um, Emperor's New Groove. Come on, you know I can watch that over and over. (laughs) But you know, this one and Inside Out. I think, you know, they're a a once-a-year watch for me. Um, I think I give um, Onward, I'd probably say I give it a B-minus. That's where it was last time, but I think now that I watched it a second time and kind of saw it through a different perspective, I give a solid B. Solid B for me.
1: I'm going to probably stick with the B-minus. Like I said, it's it's not any of my favorite Pixar, but it's one, like you said, that occasionally I'll be like, hey, let's watch Onward. So Mm -hmm. I like the story. I resonate with some of the characters. That's especially Barley. I have younger siblings where dad wasn't in the picture. So that's where this movie hit me kind of hard in the emotions. So I'm going to stick with the B minus on it.
0: Okay. That's cool. Uh, What do you guys think? Make sure you guys go to our social media, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know. You can also email us at... um, podcast at gmail.com let's talk a little bit about movies that are being pushed back obviously we were super excited for some Black Widow um and uh Mulan and Eternals and Shang-Chi all of these movies, Thor, Love and Thunder, they've all been moved um, so Black Widow um, was delayed last month, it's now set to be out November 9th um, and because of that, it's pushing Eternals into February 12th of 2021 um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is going to be May 7th of 2021 Doctor Strange, so excited that's pushed now to November Fifth of twenty twenty one, Thor: Love and Thunder, February eighteenth of twenty twenty two, and Mulan is going to be this summer. It's going to be our July blockbuster, twenty twenty, and so I'm very excited about that. And then of course, um, the Jungle Cruise, July twentieth. So those are going to be a week apart, or no, July twentieth of twenty twenty one. So those are going to be a year apart. But there's a movie that's not even going to go to the box office at all, Tyler.
1: Yep, which I'm, I've mixed emotions about it. So, Artemis Fowl, and that's, I'm the kind of guy who I generally have to pick up the book and I have to get some premise of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Artemis Fowl fan. Like, I love the Artemis Fowl story. And so, with them kind of putting a pause on all these releases, I was like, okay, well, when am I going to be able to see Artemis Fowl? But, The announcement just came up that they are going to push it to streaming and Disney+. Plus.
0: Yeah, so it's not going to be on the big screen at all. And a lot of people think that, you know, not being able to see a movie on the big screen doesn't really count as a release. But now that all of this stuff is happening, all the awards and the award shows are actually changing um, what can be nominated um, for the movies this year because a lot of things are not going to be able to be in theaters
1: We'll see. And then, was Disney the first studio that kind of made that leap to say, "Hey, we're going to take one of our films and put it straight to streaming"? Or who who was the leader in that?
0: Well, I mean, I guess for with the coronavirus, probably. um, But I mean, Netflix and Amazon have been trying to get away with this for a year and a half, and they totally got away with almost everything. You know, I mean, the award shows were totally dominated by Netflix and Amazon, but um, a lot of them were at least in the theater for one week on the big screen. Um, But I'm pretty sure um, I'm pretty sure something went to Amazon first. I'll have to look that up, but I don't think that this is the first movie that wasn't a big one that went. But I think there was a couple like you know B movies um, that were supposed to come out because this is the time of the year. Where not big movies come out So it was totally okay for them to go straight to streaming Um, But yeah this is the first Like big deal And I mean it's not like Disney Plus hasn't done it before We all thought Lady and the Tramp Was going to go to the big screen And then as soon as they announced Disney Plus They said guess what It's going to Disney Plus it's not going to the big screen at all So that was a surprise Which
1: I totally thought Lady and the Tramp Could have done A big screen Appearance
0: yeah, and I didn't. I thought it was perfectly fine for a couch sitter. So um, it's cute. <laughs> but I think it is. It's one of those like movies where you get the family together on a Friday night. You get popcorn and you're watching it on your TV and kids are playing with toys on the floor. Like, I think it's a couch sitter for sure. Um, Lady in the Tramp. I don't know how well it would have done in theaters, especially the timing that it came out. I don't know. Um, but it'll be it, it will definitely be interesting this year um, with movie nominations and seeing Artemis Fowl Um, because I haven't read the books but I understand what the story is and what the premise is like that is a big screen story do you know what I mean like that you kind of want to experience it so I'm wondering if they will have like it won't open in theaters but I'm wondering if they will have some um, funds just screenings after all of this is over you know like it's not going to buy out box offices but you know limited time you can go see it on the big screen
1: see and then as I was kind of watching the trailer I just kept looking at all the characters and I'm like oh the casting for this one's gonna be really good too especially for a character called Mulch Diggums um Josh Gad this role was like made for him so that's the, the attitude and the character from the books he uh I just I'm really excited to see his portrayal of the character
0: so we'll definitely um, I think we should definitely do like a year reaction video as you're watching this on Disney plus. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. and then and then we'll do we'll do a review show about it. I think that's what we're gonna do. Um, so we have a lot of, I mean, it's it's what what's going to happen next? We don't even know, um, and so uh, we're going to follow along with it. We're going to do a couple of shows a month, but if something you know comes out, um, then you know we might we'll do extra shows when we're reviewing movies. Um, but I'm excited because our next episode is going to be all about one of your favorite Disney franchises. Would you say that the Tron movies, right?
1: Um. um, 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 um. Tron, yes
0: Tron
1: Uh, Tron and Tron Legacy definitely my jam on my top 10 favorite Disney films, so
0: gonna get into it I respect Tron, but I'm gonna tell you right now it's not even in my top 20 so when we have this discussion, I know that breaks your heart. We're going to get into this, and I actually worked for um, Disney when um, the second Tron movie came out, and I have a bunch of swag, Tron swaggy swag that I might have to find and give to you. Um, I I have stuff. Well, it's not going to be for a while because I it's in storage units.
1: But um, hey, yeah. you're yeah. you're you're giving me help right now. Okay. <laughs>
0: I at least and have I actually a water know. bottle with your, with your name on it. It's a big blue Troni water bottle
1: no, um, That's something we're definitely going to get into Is the merch Um there's a ride that's dedicated to it as well so we're going to cover all that
0: (laughs) amazing oh my gosh so if you have not before you listen to our Tron episode one go to Disney plus watch both Tron movies because now they're finally both there but also you want to go into the imagineering section and watch the episode we'll watch all of them but there's an episode where they go over um, the Tron ride Um, and I was like dang I really want to go there and then I'm like no we can't go anywhere
1: Only reason I want to go to Shanghai Disney is for, or it's not, it's not Shanghai. It's uh, sorry, Japan. Yeah, Tokyo Disney. Only reason I want to go to Tokyo Disney is for that light cycle roller coaster.
0: I think we should just plan on our podcast going there in a year when it opens back up. Like, I think we should just go.
1: Cool. Sounds like a deal. That's (laughs) I. That will be the only ride that I'm on all day. Literally, I will spend the entire day at the park on that ride.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and experience more than just that ride Um, but it looks freaking amazing Um, the visuals are great but we definitely we have a lot to talk about with the movies and then episode 3 get it together people because we are gonna talk about Disney villains we are so excited we both have our lists out we have things we don't agree on Um, we have artwork costumes everything we're gonna talk about it from top to bottom Um, go to our Facebook page because we definitely want to know your feedback on who your favorite villains are so that we can bash each other lovingly through the villains episode because I definitely think that's going to be a big one we all love our Disney villains for sure square
1: up got some square underdogs up. coming out
0: <laughs> underdogs nice alright you guys thank you so much for tuning in to our 1st uh multi-plane podcast and uh, we will I mean we're going to tron it out next time it out
1: later guys this has been a stolen droids media production